0: Welcome to the news Podcast, number seven forty-five. I'm going to be in Boise, Idaho, this Friday, lucky for the uh, for the, uh, the fun, comfortable tour, and then Salt Lake City, and then Los Angeles on October twenty-fourth. Wait, the- where? Los Angeles that's, it's the city that? you're in right oh, now. Yeah, you live here. Not a good town conduct for comedy all your shows. business here oh. and you're not wrong, Kyle. Uh, but <laughs> that shows real free, right? Everyone should go to Funcomfortabletour.com Come out, I'm getting I'm gonna do the special in where, January.
1: Where in LA are you playing?
0: The Regency Ballroom? Oh, it's oh, awesome. a great room. Yeah, it's a good room downtown. DTLA. I, I just can't wait to see you come out on stage and go, let's get fun comfortable in here. I'm not going to do that. That's how you open the show. Well,
1: now I should do that for you. I've been writing fake reviews for all of your tour days. You son
0: of a bitch. Which is just all stuff that uh, you probably don't do on stage. No, but you know what? I, I'm going to let it slide. No. Uh, yeah, it's getting, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm taping the Fun Comfortable special in San Francisco at the Palace of Fine Arts on January 29th, I think. So I will. the tickets will be on sale for that soon. Uh, what do you got on the corkboard, Katie?
1: Well, I just want to thank people, first of all, who donated or joined the uh, Nerdist Stretch Your Mutt team because Nerdist got the top team fundraiser. Like, (sighs) we were the top. Uh, and tell company. them about how cool it was Yeah man when We faced all those yeah. other We did and me, animal uh, and, fundraisers and, and me and Anthony and Scout went And we walked Weird thinking to the other competitive dolls. about Oh yeah Oh I love getting competitive at charities <laughs> You should
0: yeah. see me at a cancer <laughs> walk Oh no
1: <laughs> it, was, it was so much fun It was a lot of fun And, well, it was well, great. So and there were so many people there And Scout ate ice cream And she had a great time God and, shouldn't uh, do
0: that I'm just glad so Scou- No it they,
1: they was puppy ice cream It was made out of puppies And that also shouldn't exist It was puppy okay flavored ice cream That's a cannibal Puppy flavored uh, ice cream would actually be pretty good. Terrible.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Puppy breath is pretty pretty sweet, right? What puppies are you hanging out with?
1: No, yeah, it's like baby breath. It's sweet, right? Yeah, not not puppy like breath. Like new You guys are describing puppies and babies, good. two things that traditionally are stinky creatures. Have you never smelled so. a baby? I'm they very smell familiar good. with baby smell. I don't, I don't know. know. If you're
0: supposed to go smell a baby. That's you
1: weird. know the baby. You can smell <laughs> it. <supposed> go... <laughs> are you going up to friends' houses and just huffing
0: baby? <laughs> Hey, nice baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Get your nose <laughs> out of my baby! She's, got, she's
1: just nose deep into its little belly, huffing it like a rag. What like do she's you? Huffing.
0: What do you have on the cardboard uh,
1: I We have some some listeners from the show who made a horror movie and since October. I figured I'd throw that out there. Please do. Called "Sad Satan Lost Footage," uh, and it's a cool movie. Um, it's uh, right now. There's a I think it's a you link on YouTube for maybe the whole movie. Or maybe just a trailer You guys should check it out But search uh, 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 Satan's Lost uh, Sad Satan Lost Footage uh, It's uh, about uh, Guys who find out About a weird Series of games That get deeper And darker And creepier It sounds pretty cool Haven't watched it yet Because I had to start Going to work And I was like Oh crap I have to leave now But I'm gonna watch it After you guys
0: leave the room Alright good Thank you Kyle <laughs> uh, This episode is Brett Gelman Who is promoting Season Gellman. 2 Gelman Promoting season two of Married, Thursdays on FX. Married! Brett Gelman, one of our comedy pals, who's one of the funniest people, who fucking kills it on At Midnight every time he comes on. And uh, yeah, I've known Brett for a long time, and he's a, he's a solidly good dude. And, so, and one of
1: the best beards in the game. He's
0: such a good beard. Solid. A it's a beard. handsome beard. It's a good, solid beard. It just fills in in just the just the right, right things. He, yeah, he gets those uh, those cheekbone hairs. I'm perma scruff. I don't think I'm ever really gonna rock a beard. I think I, I, I think
1: up. by the the another ten years, and you're gonna have a distinguished older Beatles look.
0: You know, I would I would like to have at some point if I ever go super gray. I'm going to do like a really pointy beard. I think you could pull off like a George Harrison light like like two specials from now. You just go like I full I think if I did a curly gray mustache George. now I'd look like a dickhead, but if I did it when I'm gray, yeah. I think it'll look oh, fucking oh, yeah. cool. Then Old you people. just look like a wizard yeah. full of truth.
1: All people can get away with that shit.
0: <laughs> I will be a truth wizard. Here's Nerdist podcast number 745 with Mr. Brett Gelman.
2: Now entering nerdist.com
0: Bank needs me to approve a transaction. I'm waiting for them to call How much? me. That sounds, How much? A, that sounds expensive. How much? Uh, it's just eighteen million dollars. It's oh, not a big not deal. No.
3: no, that isn't. That's small. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, they can't just That's put that nothing.
3: through
2: themselves. <laughs> uh, Wait, you shouldn't you be listening in case they pick up.
0: Well, no, they they haven't called yet. I just they oh, they, call they have to. They I have think to... that would be great for
3: for this episode. To hear this approve transactions be, all be witnessed here,
0: to your transaction. Put on speaker, so they say the amount I left. <laughs> he pre-approved that transaction really well. He really, of course. I mean, yeah. He, yeah maybe, maybe we'll do is we'll just start, and when they call, we can just edit that, yeah. edit that part out. Um, <laughs> leave it in. Let the kids know the
2: real you. Shut up, man! You're getting
0: really phone is calls. Is you know how hard it is to pretend to like all this what nerd shit. Roll, yes, I do. But <laughs> if We're on a roll, though. Um, then I'll put them on speakerphone and we'll just let the bank person yes and. Are they calling in a matter of minutes? It'll be in a matter of minutes, yeah. Yeah. Do you want
3: to wait? I mean, I can wait if you'd rather wait. Well,
0: you know, I just feel like we're here. We might as well well start. All right. Uh, Because I I just don't know exactly when it's going to be it uh, could be a little later you don't know i don't know i don't know yeah, it could be a half hour what if that. brett's like and that's when i really discovered what true love excuse me brett i just have to <laughs> there's be some have to be really some good. really then beautiful have to keep some in. really beautiful moment yeah uh, i absolutely loved the instagram that you di- that you guys did in the bathroom what was it what were you guys
3: oh hot water hot oh water.
0: yes yes <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know, that's all her. That's always all her. She always is like... She loves uh, Snapchat. And then I'm like, a lot of this stuff you should put on Instagram because it's so fucking funny. But she's like... Sure. I'm a serious filmmaker,
0: and I. <laughs> <laughs> she's basically I using think. you to do the comedies, to do the comedy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this guy, this guy's a clown. I can use him.
3: Yeah, she's always doing like Snapchats of like filming our dong and like how like <laughs> doing the voice of our dog and how. Well, I thought
0: God. you said filming our dog looks okay. cock. Okay, I That's thought you so said filming like our that. dong, <laughs> which left a lot uh, of questions yeah. open, like. So your dog is community my property. My dog is, yeah, owned by her.
3: The <laughs> Sam Kennison joke, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you I told. I, I asked her, but she says the dick stays here. The dick stays here. here. I'm sorry, guys. Can you see me out there? That's kill great. me. Fucking kill me. When you see me um, working in my lawn, just tell yeah. me. There. Kill me.
0: Kill me. Yeah. yeah. I'll be taking this. You won't need this for a while, <laughs> uh, honey. The guy, yeah. That I kind of wonder where Sam Kennison would be now. It would. Would he have survived? Like. First of all, would he have died from drugs? And second of all, would he have survived? When he got sober. He was sober. He was sober at the end. Yeah. Would yeah he... the
3: guy who hit him was drunk? That mm-hmm. was the horrible irony of it all. That I knew.
0: I didn't. I didn't know that. He, I'm. I'm. Glad he was to, sober. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that he was sober. And yeah. Was bummed. It.
3: I think he probably would be in a lot of ways the same. What happened with Howard Stern? I think like he had undeniable talent and the stuff that worked, it was like so great. And the stuff that didn't work was not because of a lack of talent. It was just uh you know, homophobic. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh misogynist. But some of the stuff was
0: you know more just anger. But also you know? kind of kind of a bummer thing to say, but not really not really odd for the time, especially when like when you look at the old roasts, it's they're super racist, super misogynist, super. Oh. So he it wasn't like he wasn't really an anomaly at that time. Like if no. he if he came out now, if someone came out now with that stuff, I think people would be like, eh. well, I
1: mean,
3: delirious and raw. I mean, half of delirious is not half, but. Delirious has a lot of homophobia. Complete in it. And homophobia. Of, and yeah. Raw is crazy misogynist. That whole thing about uh, women, like you may, being careful to marry women because they'll steal
0: all your money. Oh, and then and then getting umfufu from Africa. Exactly. And putting, yeah, I found yeah. your ass on a zebra. Yeah. Like all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He that and then yeah and then all the stuff from Delirious was. Um, what if the honeymooners were gay? It was a lot of that. Right. You know, I'm going right. to fuck you in the ass, not, and, like, all that right. stuff.
3: Right. Which some of it, I mean, is, uh, still. This what, is
0: exactly what happened. We it just got into a serious Okay,
3: good, conversation. good, good, good. Okay, one one second. Quick and painless. Quick and painless. Easy. Yeah. I'm, I really, I'm really calling about is. How do you how do you start a career in comedy? You know,
0: just do a podcast, and some and, uh, web videos, just 30-second uh, 30, 30 version. Uh, what Time. do you have to be?
3: It seems like you don't have to be funny to be a comedian these days. <laughs> Is that true? Yes.
0: Yeah, but when you just, look, but when you look at all this stuff, like I, I know exactly where we were. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but all the yeah. So the honeymooner stuff. But I think didn't I think Eddie Murphy had since apologized for that, didn't he? I'm didn't
3: sure, and he also was n- like
0: nineteen years
3: old, right. Right. So something. Oh, and he had the whole bit about
0: AIDS too. He had this entire
3: AIDS bit. Right. Still relevant. I mean, it's not. It's just, you know, it is. It's offensive. Yeah. But yeah, it was of the time and it was. That certainly doesn't excuse it, but it was rampant and it was like. It was funny to to make fun of homosexuals.
0: Well, I think it was. They didn't really. At the time. No one really understood what AIDS was that early on, or certainly the impact or how right. devastating it would be. So I think to them it was just an STD, like oh, it's like herpes, but it can kill you. You know what I mean? Well, I also yeah, at that time too, people thought it was a gay disease. But, yeah, they just lot. they did not. It was it was a complete lack of understanding of what yeah. was going on. So I, I think he I ha- I'm pretty sure he's apologized since then. But but I wonder, you know, because part of the part of the UCB DNA. Is kind of to like shake the cage, and you know, like... yeah. And so, where where do you think the line is between what's okay to uh, to go after and what's not okay to go after?
3: Well, um, my well, when, when I was doing at UCB, uh, I don't think I put too much thought to it. I always thought that you shouldn't say uh, the N word, um. On that stage, usually, yeah. uh, you know. But then I thought, like, it would, you know. I saw like certain comedians say it occasionally, but now I feel very strongly about that, and, and precisely just because, uh, it's a white male dominated scene, and right. I just don't think that it's okay to be getting, e- even if there is something inherently racist. And misogynist <laughs> and homophobic in that makeup systematically sure. in a lot of ways. So I just don't think that uh, – I think that if you're going to say th- those things, it's fine as long as you would say it in a room of all of the people that you're making fun of. Oh,
0: that's a good rule that's of thumb. That's why
3: I never – I think like Sarah Silverman I don't think is is offensive because I think that she would say that in a room of – those people, you know, whoever she's targeting.
0: And I also you know. think inherently she – I think the character – Sarah's character, it's clear that yeah. she's doing this character that's supposed to satirize a specific kind of person that literally shits on everything and everyone. one. yeah. But yeah, that's a really great point. That if you know, if you if you're willing to do it in front of a room of the type of people that you're refer- that you are using as the punchline, yeah, then then that that's a good that's a good way to think about it.
3: Yeah, I mean, Louis will do a you know jokes with the N word in it in front of a room of all black people. I know that he would do that. You know, and, and so it's that then you're getting into true social commentary and things like that, rather than. Just uh, getting anger out, which I think is a lot of what is happening at – especially when you're a younger comedian. You don't totally know what you're doing yet. You've not fully come into your voice and and you don't – you you have no context for what you're saying. It's it's very random. I mean, and you're I just trying
0: to get a reaction. Any kind of like almost like a like a like a misbehaving kid. You're just trying to get a reaction. And if it's not a laugh, then you're gonna make you're gonna shock the audience and make them go Oh, I can't exactly. believe you said that. Yeah, but it's an all white, mostly male, straight audience. So but it's so, also empty know. without any sort of social com- with like it's empty without a social commentary right. or without a point, And then you're just saying it to say it. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of problems going on, you know,
3: and and, and I've always been aware of that. I, 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 you know, having been in a relationship with a black woman for six and a half years uh, who is the most important person to me. I mean, you know, then that only makes me more aware of it. Of course. And so she is very much has shown me, oh, wow, this is really – I mean – you know, I mean, that's a big, you know, what, what we're all, what a lot of white people are waking up to right now is the effects of systemic racism right. in our culture and really how we are all, in a sense, bred and raised under a racist system. You know, whether we're not looking down upon the, uh, the marginalized peoples, you know, the, the people who are oppressed. We're contributing to that in some in some way, yeah. and and I think that it's good to admit that, and then move forward and see what you know what we all can do to change and be more aware and just awareness is an important thing. So. Yeah, I think like when you're starting out in comedy, your awareness is about yourself because you're shitting your pants <laughs> and, uh, and you're like, oh, my God, am I even I – mean should I even be doing this? Right. Uh, which is not necessarily a question that ever goes away. But uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, but by the but. way, I think, I think that's good. I think if you lose that, you lose some of – that means that you don't give a shit anymore yeah. and maybe you're not doing the right thing anymore. I think there should always be a degree of pants shitting. I think so just, too. It just means you care about what you're doing, and and it also means you'll try, <laughs> you'll try harder. I
3: know, I know. It, it, it's I think it's so important, and then that's what makes you get better, and makes you, makes your career not have as much of an expiration date on it either. Because as you start to like take the more things you take on and and take in, the more you have to say. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so I think that it, it's good to. I think that, that our scene, too, particularly needs to be m- increasingly aware of this. And I think it will help it grow because, I mean, it's insane what it is now and what it was when you and I,
0: you know, it's, first it's, met. It's changed so much. Yeah, you and I first met around 2004 or five. I yeah. think, in New York. And you and John Daly were doing Cracked Out, which is. Was fucking amazing. I. I mean, I still, I still occasionally will think of the song Yeah Bennigans. Like I still think <laughs> of the Bennigan song, right? Every once in a while. In, yeah. In, when hard and firm were like, we met you guys at UCB in New York, and uh, and, it, it, and and you. I feel like you were one of the. F- You were comedian because I was fairly newly sober at the time, right? And you were a guy who was like, "Well, I don't drink, and I, you know, like I I survive in the New York comedy scene, and I don't drink." And I'm, and it was, it was actually very inspiring. Like, oh, okay, it's a, you know, because I associate the New York comedy scene. Maybe not so much now that I'm older, but at the time it was like, yeah, everyone gets super fucked up and then they go do shows late at night. Right. 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 Yeah. And you showed me that that's not that's not no that's not what I was no 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 no
3: I. uh... I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, uh, I drank for a little bit after that, like uh, years after that for a little bit because I was curious.
0: And then uh, I don't think it's for me. I don't think it's for me. (laughs) It's uh, at a certain time, at a certain point in your life. I mean, in your 20s, you know, fine. In your 30s, eh, all right. But as you start to get into your 40s, it's like... uh, do you really need to Is this something you need to be thinking about yeah. like Casually fine Oh you have a glass of wine or whatever Sure you know, But going out and tearing shit up Kind of regularly Do you no. do you really need to be Bo- doing that Body can't handle it Body cannot handle Especially it Especially a Jewish
3: body So uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where our inbred Paper mache organs <laughs> Just <laughs> we immediately all, shrivel Oh my god We all come from four wombs <laughs> Just four Eastern European wombs. That's what we're all descended from. So it's like great great imaginative genes, but, you know, oh my God, you got to be careful of what you put in the body. It's definitely not those, you know, those those, uh, organs of the hills, you
1: know.
0: Uh, Not like a... Oh, this old Russian lady lived to 112 and smoked 10 cigarettes a day, and right. uh, and ate and drank vodka every meal, and she's exactly. 110. You know? Yeah, yeah, nope. yeah. instead, yeah.
2: it's a people of uh, intolerance to lactose. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. How'd they die? Cheese, cheese, <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> cheese
3: got them. So alcohol, you can imagine. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I, but I think uh, you know, I think one good lesson to to younger comics without because there is sort of that punk movement thing. Which I think you see in a lot of different forms of cr- creative expression—is yeah, music and art and painting. It's just a lot of like, yeah, I'm just gonna fucking you know, just yeah, tear shit up and be crazy and just say crazy shit and and I and and because the truth of the matter is, developing the skill set to write arcs and to to really craft to nuance—it's very hard and that takes time and craftsmanship and you know, it's easy when you're young, but you know, one thing I'd like to tell younger comics is like, just you know just make stuff about yourself because then you're not you can't bum anyone out because you're talking about yourself right i mean if you're if you feel like you need to bum someone out and that's part of your creative expression then at least do that in a creative way like that can be your platform but don't just gratuitously yeah. say shit to get a rise or gratuitously you know and i talk about filthy things on stage but i don't feel like i'm gratuitously dirty their personal stories i mean i feel like it my my thinking is if it really is coming from
3: you and you're not and you're basing it off of something i mean i you know i for those who know my things i'm very uh dirty and and definitely i'm sure bum some people out (laughs) Uh, but i i it doesn't bum me out It doesn't bum me out, and I think, and it's something that I feel like that. I feel it's something that I have to say, and that I am making some sort of at least human point. You know, even even if it's absurd, right? You know, that's it's it's personal to me. I think that that's very much a thing that I don't think the audience needs to consciously know what the point is it's the truth of what you're saying in in some way it's truthful even it, even if it is a character you're playing or you're talking about a subject outside of yourself yeah there's some real connection there yeah and i think that that is where that is the the difference between good and and false
0: yeah because because louis gets away with a lot of stuff And sometimes almost doesn't but still ends up getting away with stuff because um, he – there does seem to be sort of a place, a place that's kind of authentic to come from. Even when he says – Oh yeah, I just made all that up. You know, like I've I seen him do that a bunch of times sure. too, where he'll tell this whole story and go, and uh, and I made all that up just to you know. Yeah, I mean n-
3: nobody's getting on stage and being like, "This is my life and that's all it is." <laughs> that's like you know, even if it is all true, that's it was a one-man show. That's one man show. Crafted and there are things added to it. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's it's got to be true in some way. You know, I mean to me. You know, Mel Brooks you know his films; those were very personal to him in that way. It doesn't necessarily mean from your life, but right?
0: It's a personal connection. Yes, and and you know, sometimes <laughs> one thing that I would hear a lot—I uh, don't hear it as much coastally, but I've heard it. You know, if I've gone home to Tennessee, in relation, particularly to the N word, is when you when you hear a white dude go. Oh, it's all right for them to say it but not us and it's like, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. cuz it's not your exp- it's not your word, it's not your experience. Like you can talk about your mom, but if anyone else says anything about your mom like what the fuck are you, you know, cuz that's your experience and that's not their experience and that's why and that's why it's a 100% okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and also whenever anybody's like if you know, if a a person of color comes up to you and is like, "Oh, that's racist." <laughs> You can't say it's not. <laughs> I mean you can't. Even if that wasn't your intention, I mean if they're seeing it that way, if one if one black person or latino or asian or middle eastern person or native american person says that's racist, yeah. I can't say no it's not. Right, because they're affected by that. And and yeah. It's very strange and, and and it is boiling right now and I think it is something it's, – it's boiling in the fact that it's always been there and it was ignored and then – and we all just want that free pass of just being able to say, hey, yeah, no, I think that uh, we're equal. Right. <laughs> Cool, I'm not racist, <laughs> you know. And then you're like, "Whoa, look at this whole show. There's not one person of color on here, and you know, and and like hired here, and that's like a big thing that that I think that we don't even notice, you know, right? Because we're so used to
0: just being segregated, right? Well, we are still very much a segregated society, so. yeah. But and and, and it's also the also tricky thing being that there are just so many fucking white people and there's just like you know it's like a 10 to 1 ratio of white people to black people in the country and the latino population's growing and in, over the decades obviously that that will just be a right. cultural integration because there's just going to be more latino people you know in within 50 years yeah so you know I, I, which I, which I think is, you know, I, I think just like fucking mix everybody, up. just mix everybody up. I think so too. I mean, that
3: that's the you know, it's it's that Shonda Rhimes dream, man. <laughs> 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 no, but I do think that she has you know people like her have mastered that. Yeah, that like true into you know integration in our business, which I think is a very segregated business, and uh, and I you know and and you and it is hard the system has been set up so it's it's hard to you know you'll hear friends be like you know I want to I want to hire people of color but I just you know I it's hard and it's like yeah it is hard because <laughs> it, this has been set up that we all, white people only have access to white people so what our job is is to go out of our way right you know? And make our be a little inconvenient because as inconvenient as it might be to hire a person of color, it's not anywhere near as inconvenient as to be
0: a person of, course. of color. <laughs> so what do you? So. so what do you do if you're on a show and you have an, a writing slot open and you have and you've whittled it down and it's between two candidates and the let's just say be with the two candidates that you have the you know just in this specific situation. It's between a a black candidate and a white candidate, and you like the white candidates packet better, but you don't have any black people on your staff. Which way do you personally go? I think that, uh,
3: you know, I I think unless... It depends. If, is the black candidate's packet good? It's good. Yeah, it's good. I would hire the black candidate because I I would say like let's give them a shot. People grow within jobs. Yep. You know, I was a worse actor before I did any of the series that I did. Yeah. You know, and and each of those series and each job that I've done, I've I've learned more. And so, uh, if that you know that. Either candidate is going to get better yeah. working for you.
2: Plus, that's the point of view you want in the room. You know, yeah, yeah, 100%. exactly,
3: exactly. You want you want people to be thinking. Yeah, because I mean, it, it, you want people to be thinking in that way. Yeah. So it's it's about having every everybody grows. Then and then you know and and that will make your work better too. You know, the white people's work better too because they will have to be. Uh, They'll be having to rise to an occasion that they don't normally have to rise to, right? In a lot of ways, and have a responsibility to their work. And I don't mean uh, um, like a, a political response. You know, of where, course, we're, you know, where we're in a linear way taking on these issues necessarily. I don't think every show should do that, uh, but yeah, just a, just a, a, an awareness. You know, just opening our awareness more and more and we'll all be healthier people as a result
0: of that. Now, in terms of, in terms of people being uh, the, the, sort of the, the dangerous part with comedy is that, you know, with most comedy is offensive to at least one person in the world. You right. Know what I mean, like, because it's just comedy is how we process horrible things. And so in processing horrible things, we're digging up things that people don't normally want to talk about or hear about because, but that's sort of the nature of what comedy is. Yeah. And so, you know, if if one you know, if you do a joke about something and some and one person comes up and says, you know, I'm offended by that joke, do you not do the joke anymore? Or do you go, Well, I don't know, the lines are so gray. I mean, it seems like there are some things that we obviously shouldn't do. But if you're gonna if you're gonna be respectful to one group, should you be respectful to all groups or do you feel like, but then we wouldn't have comedy? Like, where do you think the lines are? I don't really
3: care. Uh, I don't care if... uh
0: white guys white street guys are offended <laughs> no but by so what i no example is if, yeah. you, if you make a joke about like oh and then this kid was adopted and blah and some companies they go you know i was adopted and that's really yeah i mean i really think it's me.
3: always a case-by-case basis that's the problem with yeah. it you know and it's always like the energy to it's not even just about the material it's the energy in which it's being done you know uh like to me you know what is the difference between Jeff Dunham and Don Rickles? You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> like, but what is like poking fun at races and you but you're aware that Don Rickles has love for all human
0: beings. Right. And I don't know if you're but not, not, not I that
3: Jeff Dunham doesn't, but
0: I don't know <laughs> if he does. But since he doesn't really communicate with people, and he communicates with the public, so maybe – he's bad. <laughs> maybe there's a, you know, it's it's hard because I think not everyone sees it as nuanced in that way, and I think some people just they might look at Don Rickles and go, he's a hundred percent. Well, what he says is not okay. Without, I think, without really understanding the motivations, and then and then if you say, well, he's okay because. I think he has love, but this guy's. This is where it gets kind of gray, you know. But I, I, and, I, yeah, and I agree with what you're saying, but I, but I can understand to people who are not comedy nerds who don't really dissect the, you know, the the matrix code behind comedy. Some people just see stuff as you know as good or bad without any yeah. shades of right. You know. Yeah, I think that
3: it's always a, it's very gray. I think everything is gray. I mean that's kind of how I decide to that's my philosophy. Yeah. I just think what everything exists in a gray area to think that it doesn't is is you're in denial a bit because it it just uh it just it, you you have to judge everything by a case by case basis uh, otherwise that's where we get into trouble. Yeah. Cuz if we start setting up black and white parameters that's when people say well that's when very hard driven rules come up that eventually will be broken anyway and be driven back into a gray area so yeah. and i just think everybody uh there's no one who is universally liked you know <laughs> right uh and and that you might not offend everyone but you know uh, people will not like you and that in a way is is being offensive
0: which by the way is totally reasonable like you yeah. know when people go what about freedom of speech yeah you have freedom of speech no one's going to arrest you for what you're saying but also people have a right to exercise their freedom of speech by not liking what you're doing like it's totally exactly i always love like when someone when someone says something really crazy or they're like well, why can't this person not want to do this why do they have that accent uh, they're Canadian. That's offensive <laughs> to Canadians. <laughs> but this is part of my family. Oh, this is part yeah. of my family. Boy, when you when I went down the family tree and I saw how far back, like it was just generations of Tennessee rednecks. Yeah. Like yeah. my <laughs> my dad's side of the family was just hundreds of years of like pig farmers and 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 miners right. and it's a noble you know. cause. It is a noble cause, but yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. it's but it is it is remarkably. We we went right from british to redneck like that like it was like yeah. you know
2: well it's not that different blue
0: blue neck to redneck we went right went right away i think it's different i think
3: it's <laughs> 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 well it depends i don't it depends what british person you're talking you about you know what's, what i Sandwich, mean Which redneck
0: the thing that the uh. thing that that i am constantly really struggle that i really struggle with is you know particularly with the i mean i know we're a couple weeks behind it but the but but the kim davis thing yeah. of you know well i mean first of all the whole flawed logic of like well i'm just trying to live like jesus well no you're not because you're just cherry picking the things that you feel like doing no it's 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 very simple that whole thing it's
2: like if she doesn't want to, if her religion gets in the way of her performing her job she well, she shouldn't no, have the she job. Shouldn't have that job she should resign but also from that job. much the same way like you don't see amish cab drivers because it's just not oh I can't really operate that because i'm I'm Amish so I, I won't be a cab driver but
0: I just don't understand how anyone would try to express their freedom by discriminating against another person it's like you can't go what about my freedom like yes you have your freedom but your freedom can't impede you can't discriminate against someone else while enjoying right. your freedom like that's not well yeah how it's supposed that woman to- is, that
3: woman is shackled by in by ignorance she's not free. <laughs> mm. Her mind is twisted and warped, in in my opinion.
0: How do two of the candidates – how do two of the – how was it Huckabee and Cruz who rushed to her defense? And and It's like, well, then I don't think you understand how the president's job is supposed to work because you're not supposed to – because if everyone just made religious-based decisions, then it's fine as long as you agree. But what do you think would have happened? All these people who rushed to her defense are like, we're just protecting her freedom. What if she was Muslim? What if she was Muslim and she didn't want to perform her elected duty based on her Muslim faith? Oh. How fucking cool do you think they would have been with it then? Exactly. No, then she's she's
3: Crowder they would have now. vilified her and yeah. then
0: been like, get that terrorist out of this country. Like it was, exactly. So I think that's where I have the biggest problem. It's like is, you know, you guys are just being hypocrites, and it well, only because it
2: applies to you. I mean, if only we could it all have, goes like back the... to these foresight to like separate church and state. If only we could have thought of that at some point <laughs> and, in our yeah, country's right, history. Exactly, if only but, some guys <laughs> had thought at some point to write in true. somewhere.
3: And, and she is a as much uh in, in a way, well not as much. No, not as much cuz she has the upper hand, but um but she is a victim of of you know of the same you know is, systemic, it all comes systemic back to these rich white dudes mm-hmm. who you know that one percent that they are ruining everything they are I mean they are in all the world's problems and all of this ignorance filters through she is a victim of of um, you know the 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 conservatives ass kissing relationship to the religious right. Which they are not doing because they love Jesus. They are doing because of the control they that they can exert and because of the money they can receive. Of course. And so it's, she's, you know, and she's been manipulated to think that way by now, her parents and then the parents before that. But it's also good old fashioned bigotry as well <laughs> I mean, uh, some, yeah, It's just, part of what
0: our do, that's what our country was built on do you feel here, do you, feel, do you feel, we, feel weird or guilty at all because i think someone we, we would definitely be in the upper percentage of white earners in this country right so when you you know when you hear people like when you say like Rich one percent white dudes or whatever. Do you go? Well, I mean, not me. Even though by on paper you are a top earner compared to most people in the country, I, I
3: I'm by no I don't think I'm like you know I have. Uh... I don't have like an insane amount of money, I really don't. But I do have more than most people in the right, world, right. and uh, and so do you think no, you have I, more than ninety nine percent of people in the <laughs> world? Um, I don't think so, but I don't know. But then more than a lot yeah. of people. I mean, you know, there mo- most of the people in the world are not eating today. Right. So, uh, no, I do feel guilty about that, and I do, and you know, uh, but. Right now, at least, the money that I do have is being used to try and set up some sort of future for me and my family. Um, when it goes beyond, when it goes into the nutso zone, which hopefully it will, <laughs> uh, I'd like to think that I, you know, am
0: philanthropic with that. So, you know, um, I mean, you're, you because you performers have an opportunity not only to be financially philanthropic, but also obviously awareness philanthropic. Yeah, you, you, you. You can, you can use your voice to divert attention to something that maybe people aren't paying attention to and, and which, you know, has a tremendous cultural value beyond just money. I mean money sometimes even just gets in the way because people have to figure out how to deal with it and how right. to get filtered out. And it's not – it doesn't – I think it doesn't always get used. The, you know, when you donate to a charity, it's not like I gave $1,000 to this thing. They're just going to give this kid $1,000 who needs it. That gets filtered through a system and there's a structure of right. bureaucracy. But yeah. But raising, you know, raising awareness. I, I want to. My birthday is in November, and I want to do a thing where, you know, hey, if you ever wanted to get me anything for my birthday, I'm just going to set up this charity fund, and you can just give it to this, you know, just donate for my birthday. If you want to give me anything, donate to this right. – I don't need anything. Just donate to this to this charity, and, right? And, and you yeah, know, that's great. And I think that'd be a fun a fun way. Yeah. to –
3: I don't do enough charity uh, donations, but I also. I don't. uh, I do. I mean, I do do some, but you know, I do want to make that more of a part of life. But I, I I really don't have so much cash flow that you know, because we don't make the same amount of money that we used to in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know,
0: I was uh, there was I was doing one when I was um, even actually when I wasn't working. There was one that I really liked that was this basically this rescue mission downtown, and you could just set up an automatic, like, you know, even when I was broke, I, you know, like, 80 bucks a month, like, yeah, hey, I can afford, yeah, I can afford, that's yeah. not broke, huh? that's not broke, 80 I, a month is, it's a lot, I think you're doing, you're, you're selling yourself short, at the time, yeah. at the time I had, at the time I legitimately had no money, Oof. like, literally, I was literally living paycheck to paycheck, and right. not, and not, still putting out 80 bucks a month, and and not knowing where, you know, like where next month. Uh, right, but money, it's something money, you felt like you had to do. to do. But I felt but like, like charity. But it felt, you know, but it was, but it was, but and
2: and also, I have three Malaysian girls that I every month for. children... Does Dory know about this? Well, I don't. I don't have them. Oh, I, okay. All but right. I donate I think every month. it's
3: Very odd that you would give him shit <laughs> every <for> month. I <laughs> donate, proposing that he's lying yeah. about that, which is not in any way near as immoral as. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the three Malaysian girls, but
2: well, uh, one of them is. And why are they write. Malaysian, Matt? Why do they have to be because Malaysian? The, why not they, white? When they came up to me, I said, "Which country needs it the most?" <laughs> and they had just had the Malaysian uh, uh, earthquake, and so the girl said, "Malaysia." And I said, "Great, let's give go it there. give it to Malaysia." And, and make sure they're you're girls. So
0: you could send them some yeah. guitars every month, send them a guitar every month?
2: No, day. I do. I mean, I do donate to things,
3: I'm
0: uh, uh but I want to do more of that work, totally. I think I think, uh, I think awareness is, is... Awareness is very key. Is, is, is very key, and, you know, you have... Because the thing about you is that you're funny. Like, you're funny in everything. Like, no matter... You're one of those guys that whenever you pop up in something, if I'm flipping channels, I'll just stop and watch it, because I just like... Oh, thanks, man. I just... There, there's just you're. I don't know. There's just you're funny. You're funny in any situation that you are placed in, and, <laughs> and and it's and it's it's fun to see how many different things you've popped up in. There's there's like a you know there's a small group of our of our friends that get you know like you and Riggle and and dudes who who you just see. Oh, he's in that too. Oh my god, he's in that too. Like. Yeah. Are you kind of at a point where you are constantly asked to do stuff and you're kind of picking and choosing or, or how does it work? I've started to pick and choose a little more, uh, just
3: cause of time, Yeah, you know, um, I mean in television, I'm, you know, it's movies is not, uh, that started to pick up a little bit, um, thankfully, um, but uh, yeah, I feel really lucky about the projects that I've gotten to do. You know, I feel really good about all of them. You know, be it, uh, you know, married or or another period or you know, blunt talk. I saw you or, in
0: blunt talk. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, that was incredible. You know, that's just getting to play his neighbor, <laughs> Patrick Stewart's neighbor, and <laughs> and and first first scene screaming in his face is really intense uh and you met i mean you've you know him yeah yeah and he's just like a magic person and and mad men you know it's like it's cool to i'm i'm starting to pick and choose but at the same time it's like it is one of those things where it's like uh you go i go into one room and i feel like i'm famous and then i go into (laughs) the next room and i'm like yeah uh um here's my keys.
2: Yes. <laughs> like
3: like no 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 I don't have any money. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Gel- Gelman. Um, it's Gelman. Gelman. And uh, yeah. And so I am I mean I'm I I'm really hungry now to like have uh these things that you know to have a thing that is like my engine in a lot of ways. Not that I would turn down though, any of the things, if I got any of the jobs that I've done this year as offers, I would still do them. Sure. Obviously. Cause they're incredible opportunities. But, uh, um, yeah. Uh, so I am, I, I'm saying no to more things than I ever have because I feel like, I I now have the freedom a little bit more if I don't like something to say no to it, or if I like it and it's but it's not totally the role that I would want to play in it, um, that I can say no to it. So yeah, it's a it's a little better, but at the same time, you know, we all want to keep
0: keep it growing. Well, it's so counterintuitive too. To, I mean, like, it, I think being able to say no is probably the best thing you can ever learn how to do because it's it just it's very helpful to to say no to things it, it puts you in a much better position to be able to say no to things but it's so counterintuitive to tell me about it cuz you're so in, <laughs> the, like the the struggle is so ingrained like when you first start out and you can't, yeah. no one gives a shit and you're just oh i just anything i just want a chance to you know like that never really goes away yeah no and no. so when you when you do turn stuff down you're like fuck what if i'm not working and i mean this is crazy i don't know if i should be turning this down you know if it's not an opportunity I've not met- you know,
3: yeah. I mean, I've not met many people, spe- you know, including big people like people who you would think are like, like Wilford Brimley. I'm fine, like Wilford Brimley, when I <laughs> when I've hung out with him. Is he still alive? He yeah. is. He is. Yeah. God bless. That's well, because I guess his diabetes well, uh, medication yeah. shipped directly to his door. That's great.
0: Uh, uh, I'm gonna well, go. You don't.
3: You don't kind of feel that awareness of this could be my last job, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> because fame especially now I think fame is not necessarily uh protecting you against
0: that No no, no 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 and and I think you know when you do get a you know you fight you fight yo oh, I just want to succeed at this I want to succeed at this and then you do and then the fear can set in of like oh well now I don't want this to go away and yeah. then that's that's when people I think start making not great choices because they're you know fear-based decisions are are rarely, I mean it's, a fear-based decision like I should not leap into this tiger's cage is a good decision right, right. but okay. I found out I heard a rumor that like Christina Hendricks' manager
3: dropped her when she got Mad Men when she decided to do Mad Men you know it's like why are you doing this one-hour thing for AMC you know right. it's like ah uh, sh- she did not tell me that I've. Then. I don't even know that if that's true, but like, uh, yeah, it's just, I've never, whenever I've made a decision that I'm like, if I do this, you know, it'll get me this, like right down to like even hanging out with somebody, uh, it's like, it will, it will backfire. It will, and and it does seem <laughs> that, and, and, and also it seems like you are a lot of the time rewarded for doing what you want to do in yeah. some way. And, and you look at. And it is a risk. I mean everything is a fucking risk. If you do what you want to do, it's a risk. If you don't if you do something you don't want to do, it's a risk. Yeah. And sometimes the pros outweigh the cons. I mean, I don't, you know, I definitely have done things for money. I know lots of people have done things for money. I know lots of people have done things for like if I don't, you know, if I do this, this amount of people will see it and that does sometimes work. You yeah know in some ways, but yeah, the truth is you just tricky. never you just
0: never know
3: I know it's yeah, we all want like a fucking math problem to this business, I and mean, it's just <laughs> chaos, <laughs> it's just all chaos, it's all job to job. imaginary numbers, <laughs> uh-huh. it's so fucked up, it's just like awful, so uh, you know, uh, the business part is awful, but like the I think. And that's the thing is like the business part is so awful <laughs> that you, you you should love the thing that you're doing yeah, because that at least gives you some respite from all the fucking bullshit that you got to
0: go through a lot of the time or at least that I got to go through. I don't know. It, I think everyone goes through it at every level. I think so. But I think the, the trick is just to not get so used to the bullshit that you – Create bullshit Because you're used to Dealing with bullshit Yeah Which I think Happens sometimes Like I, I get I, I start to get antsy I mean I I have I have no complaints You know about I have no real complaints Yeah my I love my jobs I have a amazing Fiance I'm like Things are And I started to get antsy And kind of like Depressed over the weekend I'm like Why am I I have every And then I realized Oh because I'm not Putting out a fire and I'm so used to putting out fires yeah. that my brain was having difficulty coping with you the fact. To start a couple, Chris? Nope. Okay. Uh, my brain was, uh, it's all I can do to not start them myself. That my brain was basically trying to cope with the fact of like, hey, you can just be okay and that's okay. Yeah. No, I I really relate to you on that. I mean, you know, again,
3: Jew. I mean, that is just, I was brought up to panic and that, and that you needed to
0: always be exactly panicking where she gets it from? huh uh-huh. oh you mean i think Matt's thinking about his wedding yeah oh <laughs>
3: right no the, the i thing. do think i mean they, they do say that there is genetic trauma yeah and that you have it built into your dna and oh, i boy. definitely think that my people are used to running for their lives and <laughs> hiding so they're not killed
2: but you built uh, those pyramids that are so uh, nice <laughs>
3: and uh yeah well thank you us and the aliens uh no but um yeah i i and i don't attribute it i mean it definitely is something in me that i'm like i i i think i do tend to see things as something's wrong right and i wake up and something's wrong and i have to go through a process of being like well nothing's
0: really that wrong yeah You're, no, it's, I mean, we're we're to, here. We're on a po- We're doing a podcast. It's yeah. like, you know, you don't have to run out and push a rock up a hill to feed your family. Like, it's, right. like we're we're good. Like, Even feel like we look at people. I mean, especially in our
3: industry. I mean, of of comedians and actors and writers who. I mean, the majority of them are not working and are having to do other jobs and are watching, truly watching their dreams turn into sand in front of their eyes and blow away. You know, which is our greatest fear which is what and but even then those people are still above the national poverty line you know what i mean it's exactly like, it's still you know yeah like, they're not being kicked out of skid row right to other parts of los angeles because right. a fucking chipotle is gonna go there <laughs> sorry gotta move your tent we gotta serve low-fat burritos here uh,
0: they're really good though brett i mean have you had a- they
3: are they you know
0: it's it's a good option but but yeah, but it's so funny, yeah. like what what people, you know, uh, w- when you hear people throw around stuff like, uh, oh yeah, you know, I don't have any money, like well I mean, you have, you know, like e- you know, even when I said before, like I was broke. I I mean, I didn't have, I was able to live paycheck to paycheck. It wasn't like you know, I mean, there were a couple months where I, I thought, oh, I don't know where I'm gonna, I'll move back in with my mom. Yeah, but uh, but um, but in general. Like what we, what I think that what artists consider to be a poverty line, and what you know humanity considers to be a poverty line, there's a little bit of a disparity between those. Yeah, two, exactly.
3: Those two yeah, I mean, and even if you're homeless here, you know, there's still uh, you know at least you're not seeing your family get macheted by a warlord. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So it's always and you know, and then those people, at least they're not fish. <laughs> <laughs> that's what there's uh, my God, i don't know
0: i mean uh, yeah my family just got be macheted be worse, by a like warlord a but uh, no be, I, don't could, it it could, could I don't think it gets worse than but that i don't
3: think it gets worse than that but i think being a fish
0: might be amazing because you have no awareness that you don't even like you know you're not you're not really aware of but it. maybe they do have awareness no i don't know <laughs> okay so uh, to amend this so uh okay so you can okay you, you, now you're allowed, not you're not someone watching your family get macheted by a warlord but then you're also not a fish with the gift of self-awareness who is also uh, a phobic of the sea. Oh, that'd be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> he just has all these yeah, weird yeah, yeah. sea phobias. No, it's crazy. It's, uh, yeah. It's... <laughs> what do you think p- people can do to help the systemic discrimination? Like, what do you think? What are, are there things that people can do just actively or even even passively to... I think people getting involved with other
3: other cultures you know i think i think white people working with people of color and with transgendered people and gay people uh not that transgendered people Gay people aren't, there aren't some of them that are white. Uh, but I mean, but you, you know, just mean white, like, like, white, cr- the, you're white, straight male, cross, white like, cultural cross woman. pollination. I, I definitely think that that's good. And I, th- and I think going out of your way for hiring practices is a very important thing. I mean, giving and, and, and education practices and actually, uh, you, and, and, and really, you know, look at looking at the news. I mean, really reading and 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 not seeing that as, as I think that a lot of people see, like, oh, that's like that's their problem, right? You know, that's so terrible. It's almost like people deal with uh, the police violence almost sure. like uh, cancer. You know, oh, what a shame, what a tragedy. Right? It's like, well, that's our society that affects you, whether right. you like to admit it or not. Uh, this that's a poison. That affects all of us. So, you know, start taking that perspective. Integrate yourself. Yeah, it will feel uncomfortable at first. It's not a type of – it's not a group of people uh, that you're used to interacting with. But as as you do it more and more, you know, as you work out a muscle, the muscle is sore. You don't know totally know what you're doing. But as you do it, it becomes second nature. And then that is how we – Cure
2: Society. Welcome to (laughs) Brett Gellman's workout
3: tips. Uh, You know, and I'm not... I mean, uh, I'm about to do like another adult swim special. Yeah. uh, With Jason Walliner.
2: Fantastic. uh,
3: And it's on race. And we were like, oh, we got to like make sure that the crew is... Is not all white, you know, and, and is not just one black person. You know, It's right. it's got to be, you know, we can't have me and four black actors and, all, and everybody else is white when we're dealing with the subject of race. Right. Uh, and then you have the thought and then I have the thought and this shows how underdeveloped I am. That I'm like, well, why wasn't I always just thinking that? Why did it take me doing a thing based on race in order to think in this way?
0: Well, you're yeah. always evolving. I mean, like, it's not your fault. Exactly. It's not, I mean, it, the best you can do is to work, see where you're at and do the best you can moving forward. It's, yeah, like, like, and, you, I, and that's the thing, is, like, admitting that you need to evolve.
3: That is the first fucking step. Everybody just wants to feel like they're okay, and this is not just in terms of race. It's in terms of everything that is wrong with the world we all just want to say we're okay and that is why people get so fucking freaked out i mean that is the genesis of all lives matter you're calling me a racist how dare you right it's like well you are i'm sorry (laughs) you know when's the last time you were in a truly integrated setting i mean whether you're choosing that or not you, you are because you're only exposed to this one thing, right. So you are whether you like it or not. I mean, you know uh, so I think it's admitting that and 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 dealing with the guilt of that, but then moving on and then changing. And that's like a healthy thing. It's like you know, when you're eating like shit and your body tells you, you gotta stop eating like this. you got to admit that the food you're putting in your body is harming your body. And then you start eating better. So another total fucking pain in the
0: ass. If you don't have a six pack, uh, you have like to start you. blaming the grilled cheeses. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. like exactly. me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just funny. I don't know. It's
0: funny. I feel like I constantly see people who complain about something that they're not getting in life, and then you go, "But, you know, but you made these weird cho- choices that I mean, you're actively." making the thing happen that you say you don't want to happen and 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 I know you know obviously there are circumstances that are beyond people's control but I I think if, I think I think it's a safe estimate to say that 30% if you changed even 5% of the choices that you made in your life your life would be dramatically different if yeah. you if you you know if you could if you could just change a small percentage of your choices and made better choices Actively and, like you said, of course it's harder. But if you want better results, then you have to do it. You know, yeah. You're like you. It would be shocking. But I was, you know, I was reading an interesting. I was reading an interesting article that was that was saying that you know uh, we used to be an honor culture where if someone said something you didn't like, you would take them outside and usually murder them in in the old days. But now we've become a victim culture because. We know that the internet is will support us no matter what we complain about, right? And so there's, you know, and in some senses, of course, it's good, and there's there's so there's social change. But in other cases, you know, it's people just complaining about their their lives, and it's like, well, you're just, now you're just victimizing. You're like you need to make better choices and not just go, oh, how come I don't have what I want? Yeah, and it's a reactionary culture and
3: a manipulative culture too. Gone are the days of William F. Buckley and Gore Vidal. You know, where, like, you have these two really opposing forces and, you know, I mean, I'm not a fan of William F. Buckley or really (laughs) – I don't know. (laughs) You know, I mean, I – yeah. I mean, people people try to come at me on Twitter or something like that and I'm like – I'm not going to engage in a discussion with you in this way because you don't want to engage in a discussion. Just want to attack. You just want to attack me and prove me wrong. Well, guess what? You can't. Right. You know this is what I think. You can't. You can't prove this wrong. These are hard-lined facts. I mean, this is this is the thing that the right wing needs to wake up to. Is like you're trying to prove like facts wrong. You are you are fabricating what is factual you know and and i think that i mean and i and i really do think if you look at the liberal body too i mean it, the most liberals self-proclaimed liberals are very conservative because they're not taking on these problems head on they're not taking on activism head on they're not speaking out against these things it is very strange to me that you know people go insane about Cecil the Lion and Charlie Hebdo both of which I think are horrible tragedies yeah. that should have been spoke up, out against you know and spoke up about but then you don't really see a ton of people uh speaking out against you know what you know Ferguson or or Walter Scott or you know Sandra, Sandra Bland that this like this it's not just real it's not bec- it, we're not like it's not interweaved into the fabric of white Culture, right, which runs everything, and and so there is a level of there just needs to be an awareness. Well, I Otherwise, just, I, I think, it I is think, all think, of
0: our fault. I think what's happened now. I think one of the one of the the the, the, the sludge part of the the byproduct of the internet is that you know, the internet has basically convinced all of us that. Everything we think is the most important thing in the world. Right. We surround ourselves with everything we like and believe and yeah. we surround ourselves with people who agree with us all the time and our opinion is right and everyone else is wrong. And right. so what that fosters is um that fosters – well, it, it it completely takes away our ability to have conversations. And now it's just like you said, it's just people shouting at each other. I mean, listen, I you know, I think people I there was a thing online the other night where um you know, I, I said I really liked. I thought Andy Sandberg did a really nice job on the Emmys. Yeah, I did too. And so, and someone else and someone wrote back at me, and you know, who I believe was kind of an activist. Like her, her, her take was she was in her life, she was kind of an activist, and you know, she was like, yeah, I don't. He just, you know, he just screams of white privilege bullshit. And I was like, okay, well, if you are, if you're preaching understanding and activism. It, you can't take that approach to any side, you know. Like you can't. And s- did she watch what he did? Yeah, I mean, he did a, like a lot of very j- jokes that were in support of. I know, I know, women I know. And of, but she,
3: people of but other but,
0: races. but she was just sort of making a judgment based on based on his appearance, which right. I'm saying that's not okay, really, for any side. Like you shouldn't do that for any, Like get to know if you don't. If you listen, you don't think he's funny. That's fine. But you can't just look at him and go okay, because that's prejudice like you can't just you know and we should be fostering understanding not this side is wrong and that side's wrong it's how can we get people talking I just wish people and I said listen I don't agree with your approach um he's a nice guy and you don't know him and if you don't like his comedy that's fine, but I think we should you know be more open to have conversations instead of just pointing fingers and go I don't like that guy's fucking face and, and i I worry that We are getting into an age where, you know, when my mom was younger, she said, listen, we used to be able to have calm political discussions. I don't agree with you. You don't agree with me. But we're going to talk and try to figure out, you know. Yeah. And now those – I don't see that at all. I just see people going like, you dumb fucking piece of shit. I'm going to fucking murder. You should die. You're worse than Hitler. Right. That fosters zero understanding whatsoever. So how do we – how do we try to create conversations as opposed to just trying to shut each other down all the time yeah well i think you know right i think there
3: needs to be an onslaught of that type of thing i mean i get what she's saying in a in a lot of ways i mean you know there should be <laughs> I mean, white guys do get everything, you know, and, and – But that's not Andy's fault. That's not Andy's
0: fault. Of course it's and, not. And, and and I think Andy is on the on the good side of humanity, you know, and so I would just caution, like – Right. I, I would say don't judge anyone until you really kind of dig in and understand. Because, and, like you said, well, did she listen? Because he didn't – and it right. was clear that sh- – I mean, he said, like, Amy
3: Schumer is really funny – For a person. I mean, that is, you know, he was making really... It's a good joke. You know, and he called out Donald Trump for being a racist and he, you know... Uh, I mean I thought the joke died in the room but I thought it was really cool did, to, that whole Jackie Robinson uh, you know the Dodger thing. saying yeah. that our business has become more diverse is like is like the manager of the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah we saying solved that baseball it. Is diverse. Yeah, like, yeah
0: we solved it. Right.
3: I like that he said like we haven't solved shit you know and I I like that he did that you know that took balls to do. I mean especially like on Fox and stuff like that. Uh yeah, I I just think like hiring practices are a huge thing, socializing is a huge thing, and discussion is a, is a gigantic.
0: Thing. Unfortunately, it takes more energy than people are willing to put into to really try to understand an an alternate point of view to their own to any to our own. So it's easier it's easier just to go. Yeah, I think I get that person. I mean, we, you know, I do it. I I do it all the time on at midnight. It's like, oh, oh, the Kardashians. I don't know them personally. I've never watched their show. Yeah, I make you know, I put them in a box for comedy's sake. I don't know if I. I mean, I, I can't say I really understand anything about them or what it's like to right. be them. They just seem kind of irritating. But I, yeah. well, I, I, I know that I seem irritating to people too. So I think right. it's tough growing up Armenian
2: in Brentwood. You know, <laughs> I think we should really just focus on you know, Matt. The needs. For, they have.
3: I mean, I think that she's. I think that she's kind of amazing in a lot of ways. <laughs> Which one, Kim? Uh-huh. Why? 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 I just think that she. Um. I don't know. I don't think that. I mean, or the industry behind her, whatever that is. I mean, uh, is to to build what she's built uh, out of a sex tape. Essentially, is is pretty pretty crazy. I mean, that doesn't take. That takes. That's not just luck. No, no. That takes a lot of work. There is some. And a lot there of is. Ingenuity. There
0: is a skill set there. Yeah, I do think you know the thing that does rub me the wrong way about it is that. I think the um, what it says to kids is that fame at any cost is you should try to get fame at any cost. And and it can be empty and it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is how famous you are, how many Instagram followers you are, how rich you are. I think that doesn't help the problem. I think that doesn't help the problem in our country because I think it sort of makes you know, it's just sort of a vapid, you know, the 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 vapiding of the of of America, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, I'm sure in the 20s, it's like these damn flappers, uh, all they're partying all the time. This is gonna be the we're going to hell in handbasket. I mean, yeah, it's you know the the show. It's like
3: enough, but um, <laughs> but at the same time, to call her like a moron and a whore, I think is is really. That's, that's uh, I think that's fucked up, right? And, and I think that that's uh, false, just because if she was just a moron and a whore, then she wouldn't be what she is, right? Just like what the number one googled person in the world or something, something like that. that. I don't know. Uh, then I heard something. If like she's that. not, she's up there. I think we can all assume that if she's not, she's, yeah. she's 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 way up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh,
0: yeah, but what what were we talking about right before that? Uh, we were curing the societies. Oh yes, yeah. we were talking well, yeah, about, We've got it all we were, figured we were out. About, we were talking about having having conversations. We were talking <laughs> yeah. about try to gain understanding and and coming into, you know, right. coming coming to a table with someone and saying, you know, these are the things that I believe. These are the things that I believe. Okay, well, I believe the exact opposite of you, but maybe if I were to dig around a little, I might understand you a little more, or i you might understand me a little more, and. Even if we come away and don't agree with each other, we don't have to think the other person should die in a fire. You know, that's not helpful to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely.
3: But then sometimes you need the fire too. I mean, I thought, you know, those riots, you know, the Baltimore riots, what else could happen? Right. What else could happen? (laughs) You know, what else are you going to do at that point? Right. Where you're just like, wow, nobody fucking cares if I live or die. Well, you know what? Now you're going to care. Right. You know? And. I get it. You know, I get, I, what else were you supposed to do at that point? Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a very exciting, it's exciting. It's an exciting time where hopefully we can like really start to change. Cause it is, it is so fucked up that, oh yeah, I was going to talk about uh, straight out of Compton, you know, and you, I keep hearing these indictments of that film and like it's misogynist and it's like look there's no there's no denying the fact that those guys were flawed you know <laughs> but they were also uh very important to the black community and you and 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 to they were activists i mean they were like creating like this is what you made white america we are what you made right and i and to denounce it i i think it's very weird that a lot of white people are denou are tr- are picking on that film when it's like well you want to talk about misogyny in films pick any fucking <laughs> film that came out that year why aren't you attacking paul you know paul blart mall cop you know and then um, oh the black film comes out and you gotta fucking skewer that i find very disturbing Right and and that is what I'm talking about is this like liberal crossover into conservatism where it's like, well look at yourself are you really that liberal or do you, are you just pro-choice pro-gay marriage and <laughs> and uh, and that's it you right. know and, and and don't think people should have guns right is that it because everything else is kind of in line with the conservatives you're kind of conservative <laughs> and the conservatives. are— <laughs> are are fucking morons. You know, are born again fucking lunatic morons. So I, I I think that yeah, we all have to be aware, but but I also recognize is that that's not conscious that there is a subconscious thing going on. And then again, you're seeing the systemic racism in even our liberal people. And and, and like like we have to take responsibility for the fact the liberals do. Not the conservatives. The
0: liberals that we have an all Republican Congress. I think there are more. I, you know? th- I honestly, I, I I think there are morons on both sides, and I, and 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 I'm friends with you know, and I, I know conservatives that I don't think are idiots, and but it's not. I think it's there are. I think the bipartisan system is completely flawed. I think it's completely flawed because it doesn't really allow. It's like, oh, well, if you go to this side, then you support all of this stuff. And if you go to this side, you support all this stuff. And I know it's – like you said earlier, it's grayer than that. It's grayer than that. I know that there are liberals who don't support all, every liberal thing and conservatives who don't support everything thing that their party right. has to. And it's not – it's kind of not fair that we're having to be painted into these two boxes. But you know, not being a political scientist, I don't know what the alternative is because people by and large, especially in a country this side – Seem to just want simple choices to things and go, yeah, just this or that. You know, it's like right. they just you know they just want to supersize it or not. Like that, they don't really want to have to do all the work to go. What does this person really believe? Yeah, how how deep does it go, and what do they you know wh- what do they really stand for outside of their association but, to this thing? And and even like not what you believe, what are you going to do? Right. What are you gonna do? What can you do well, though? Can uh, you know? Yeah. In 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 the, in the way off. in the in the way that the government is set up now, like what can you do? Because the checks and balances and who has control of what, it almost just seems like how do you make anything happen in 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 a structure that size where you know? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I think you know people need to take big risks that could be uh,
3: could endanger their lives, you know. I mean, we think about people like Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or even like JFK or Bobby Kennedy. You know, they made those decisions and they thought, you know, that I think they had an awareness that they were uh, in danger, you know. Or you even look at like Julian Assange or, you know, it's like you d- – I think some people might need to put themselves in danger to some degree, I think, in order to, to change things. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think we uh, fixed I'm certainly it, not willing to, <laughs> <laughs> but someone, well, you know, I might lose some fans from this podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the conservatives will think I'm a fucking like, you know, uh liberal asshole and the liberals will think
0: that I'm a pretentious prick. So,
3: uh, <laughs> so you, you're a man without a country. <laughs> no, I don't
0: know. I don't know what, I mean, I don't, I you hope know no, here's the thing that I would say is like, even if someone doesn't agree with everything that you say. The attacking isn't the way to you know, it just doesn't solve anything.
3: Or attack responsibly, attack and 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 await a response, right? You know, and and be able to to
0: deal with the response, or at least have a willingness to communicate. At least yeah. have a willingness to communicate and not, you know, not not. I mean, you know, like on on our show, I really have tried. We've really tried to make sure that we don't just make fun of one side. Right, I want. I want. We're on comedy side, right? And I feel like comedy side is it's comedy and everything else. You yeah, know? Uh, which was your <laughs> old was podcast. A podcast? Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> but I think it should. You know, that that's the side as comedians. I think we should we should we can be on. Yeah, yeah, I think so too.
3: I think that anything that's off, including ourselves, uh, should be put
0: out there. Yeah. comedians are probably the most flawed of all. <laughs> oh, my God. We're the worst. It is a weird thing that we do to have to get up in front of people and validate yourself by getting attention from strangers is a bizarre thing to do. I don't know. One friend who hasn't done or said something
3: super fucked up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just to get just to get a response or validation or yeah, something? Yeah, or just like
3: fuck somebody over out of like a crazy moment of desperation or like, you know, it's very complicated. Very con- uh, that's the thing. I Yeah, I think it's admitting how complicated everything really is, and that and that it's all very difficult, and it's n- nothing. Nothing is ever going to be easy. Yeah. Why would it be? Yeah. But uh, so I'm in another period, and I <laughs> so party hard. M- married, still on the air. I think. <laughs> no. I believe it is still on there. No. Yeah. No. I feel grateful to be working with great people, and like have you know, um. Be doing good work you know it, uh in terms you know being on shows that i'm i'm proud of we
0: love having you on at midnight oh i, <laughs> I, mean, I love it, doing it's always, it it's so much fun
3: yeah i mean you guys i mean you know it's great it's great i it, and that's funny too because it's like certain people have been like man you're just like fucking around i like how you do it you're fucking around i'm like i'm not fucking around <laughs> 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 i'm just putting in my perspective in there and hoping that it works with the show you yeah. know so which it, you know, thankfully does. It's super fun. Yeah. You know? It's funny when like people get competitive on there, like truly
0: competitive, where <laughs> you're yeah, like I've had a, Wow. I've had a couple instances where someone lost, got eliminated, and then I would get a text and be like, Hey man, I'm kinda of bummed and I'm like, it doesn't What? <laughs> You know, what are you talking? And, the, about? and then, but then, what I always say to people is like, listen, if you care about it that much, play the game show element because in the game show element, if you're faster on the buzzer, you know that's why sometimes in the very beginning of the show, people don't do it anymore because I think they understand how the show works, but they would accuse me of like, oh, you eliminated that person, you're that I go. I didn't. You're seeing 21 minutes of a 35 minute show. You don't see everything that happens. Yeah. And quite honestly, you know. People who are faster on the buzzer, like, that's the last run before the end of the show. So if someone's, like, super right on it every time they're going to get more points. I yeah. have no control over that. What so I have no control over what jokes somehow, the audience laughs Doug at Benson the most. is the fastest comedian we know. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Cuz Doug Doug's real competitive. So he's yeah, he's, he's super. like super on the he knows how to play the game. Yeah. So there is a I always say to people like if the if it matters to you that much play it like a game show and right. you'll probably be okay. Yeah, no. I but, mean, we, you know that whole weed thing does not you know slow his ambition no, not at we, all yeah yeah yeah. It might enhance. i think i think yeah, I, so, just, I think someday you know like when someday when doug uh, dies and donates his body to science they're gonna realize that something about thc actually accelerates his brain <laughs> well, in, I in think an that, opposite that's way it's true of kevin
2: too kevin smith is like that guy is constantly smoking and i've never seen anyone pump out as much material as that guy it's
0: insane Right. I need, I need every bit of brain energy I have to get through my life. Right. Like, no, I, I know. But maybe shit. it gets like some sort of anxiety out of the way for them. It just that, knocks that, that out helps. of the way so they can get their, their yeah, own
3: brain get, out of the way. Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, when I'm— Red in- Gilman says, take drugs, kids! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, you know, oh, I definitely— Take drugs, uh, you conservative
2: morons! <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fuck you. I mean, hey, hey, I got nothing against drugs, but, uh, you know, <laughs> except when people get addicted and, uh, you know, yeah. get into trouble. That's bad. But recreational use, I think. Why not?
0: Fire Why in an yeah. RV. But
3: I, yeah, I mean, when I'm, I just want to get the jokes, you know, that me and Matt or, <laughs> you know, or me and Blaine have come up with for that day. Yeah. It's like, this is funny. You know, we wrote it. When it's, are you coming on again? I don't know. Are you on again soon? Uh, Nothing scheduled, but I'm sure I will be. Let's make sure know? we
0: get you scheduled on the yeah, show. Yeah, I'd love again, to. So. Yeah. All right. But uh. All right. Yeah. I think we did it. We solved everything. Did we do it? I know. I think it's all done. Uh... Now, what are we going to do with all our free time? Oh, well, guys, I feel better about. Well, society. what else? What else should we talk about? We're done. That are we it. done? Where else is going That's on?
2: Now, have you seen this, guys? What's uh, going on in the news? Then. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I had a
3: very interesting perspective. We're not still recording,
2: are we? We are, but we can oh, stop. Okay. You want to stop oh out? no, I won't say this. No, yet. I want to hear the story. Huh? No, I can't. I can Enjoy your burrito, everybody.
0: Okay, now now Brett's going to tell us a story that you don't get to hear. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, kids, go to bed. Yeah. Bye, guys. Enjoy your burrito.
1: Now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. <laughs>